Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Millennial Girl Way, the show that highlights millennial women doing the damn thing by turning their dreams into reality. The Millennial Girl Way is geared towards the millennial woman, college age and beyond, who seeks guidance and advice about stepping into the real world and following their dream. As millennials, you know, many of us have a different outlook on what a successful life looks like. However, we lack a lot of the knowledge to get a jump start on our own dreams. Our goal is to help bridge the gap between having a dream and turning those dreams into reality. We strive to create a community where young women can come together, can grow in more ways than one, and can really have a community. By offering daily motivation, career advice, financial tips, and entrepreneurial stories from other successful women, we hope to empower our community to be the best women they can possibly be. So with all of that being said, I know you guys are probably wondering who we are. Um, So first things first, my name is Bray. Nice to meet you guys. And I'm Shay Harkness. Very nice to meet you, ladies. And we are two best friends just trying to make our mark on this beautiful world. Absolutely. Um, so, Bray, why don't you go into like a, a little bit of background about yourself and, you know, why you doing this whole millennial girl thing? Millennial girls. <laughs> um, so why am I doing this millennial girl thing? Honestly, because I need it. <laughs> and I know that seems like such a simple, straight to the point, short answer, but it's true and it's real. You know, I feel like these past five years, just working on this project with Shay, I've grown so much. Um, And just within trying to find content to deliver to other young millennials, I've learned so much and I've grown so much. And I feel like there's all this information out there. There's so many inspirational women out there. There's stories that are just being told but are unheard. Um, they're going unheard by young women like us, specifically young black women who I feel like sometimes we are in need of that guidance, but we just don't know where to find it. Um, right. You know, and I can, I can agree with that. Um, I will say that when I was in college, (laughs) I feel like there were a lot of things that I coming into the real world that I didn't know that I felt like college kind of dropped the ball on. And, you know, also in college, I was involved in different organizations, but I really didn't have that big women community resource that I feel like would have been good Mm -hmm. to kind of understand some of the things that women go through when they get out into the real world. You know, um, there are a lot of things that are preached to us and, you know, you know, have these big dreams and, you know, you reach for the stars and, you know, when you get into the corporate world, you know, just work very hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just all very on the surface, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when you actually start experiencing things, you're like, oh shit, like this is the real world. Like, <laughs> this is not. This is real. Right. This is real. This is, this is how it really works. Yeah. And so I wanted to really kind of, you know, me and you started talking about this when we were in college. And I right. think that we've always wanted to have a community where people could come and really discuss things that are going on with them, seek advice and just have a community where, you know, everything is not perfect, but we're still working towards being our best selves. And I think that's why it's so important to me and why I'm just so invested in this platform. 
Amen. You know, talking about, you know, not everything being perfect. um, Recently, I've been trying to figure out where I want my life to go. Um, I felt like the past, like maybe two or three years, I've kind of just skated by, right? Like I'm going to work every day. You know, we started Millennial Girls. I felt this big push. And then I kind of felt like, okay, well now what? (laughs) You know, what do I do? Where do I go from here? Am I dreaming big enough? Am I acting um, in ways that are actually going to get me to these places? Or am I kind of just like living life and, you know, trying to quote unquote figure it out along the way, right? Um, And I think that with millennial girls, I've been able to find a lot of direction. Um, Right. You know, and I just, I personally, I really do hope that that can be instilled on other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's something very important to us. And (laughs) we just really want to be able to bring valuable content to you ladies um, in any capacity, like we said, whether as motivation, whether it's financial or entrepreneurial, we just want, you know, us women, especially minority women to understand that, you know, everything may not be pretty and wrapped up in a bow, but there's still a way for you to get to where you, you want to be. Um, and it's, it's oftentimes not in the way that has been preached to us from K through 12 and so that's what we're really trying to get to how the real world works and like understanding that Mm -hmm. um let's you know get a little bit more personal okay i want to you know go into stories of the day so bray what is (laughs) i don't know starting with you and me actually what's a story that you can think of that really brought us close you know something that happened or funny whatever what's something that for you stuck out for us (laughs) so honestly and this speaks to this ties into a lot of things right this what I'm about to tell you guys this ties into like Shay and I our friendship the ventures that we've been on why I think that we've been able to become close and what you guys will learn like we're almost the same person it's weird we're gonna say the same thing at the same time, and it's just gonna be what it is. Um, call ourselves celebrity <laughs> twins. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, but I think ever since we met, right? We met via Facebook. Uh, we became college roommates, and something that was very interesting is that we, first of all, before we got to college, the only time we spoke was like, hey, I'm going to bring the refrigerator or I'm going to bring the rug. And I remember when we finally met each other and (laughs) um, we sat down and the first night we sat on our beds and we talked the entire night. Literally. what? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. We just met and we talked and we talked about everything. And I was like, damn, First of all, I didn't know I was a talker. So I was like, either this girl is a talker or, you know, I just met somebody who could really bring it out of me. Because I'm talking six, seven hours later, I was like, we're still having a conversation. (laughs) I remember that first night. (laughs) Um, And not only us having that conversation, but ever since then, I feel like we always were trying to do things 
out of the ordinary. So she was like my go-to person for doing something that I felt like wasn't planned, spontaneous. You know, I remember when we first decided to go to D.C., we're yeah. freshmen in college. Everybody's all about the college party, staying on campus. We were like, we want to go out. Right. <laughs> I remember we took the little school bus to the, this random mall, got ourselves some outfits. That night we were out. We went to D.C. We had a good time. And everybody used to always be like, you guys always go to D.C. We're like, yeah, we know all about D.C. 18 years old. I don't know why. <laughs> but it just... Every crazy night we've had or crazy day, crazy time, it's always just been like, hey, let's just do this. Let's go for it. Like, no real thought. And we're fortunate and blessed enough that it's never led us to danger or bad situations. But, you know, we've, I like that spontaneity, you know, especially within our relationship, because I think that that kind of led to the birth of millennial girls. You know, we had to kind of create something out of nothing with the distance factor and you know being out of college and you know that's just always been our vibe is just you know go for it yeah yeah I agree (laughs) (laughs) um and for me I think my major thing about us was that you know Bray, you were always someone that, you know, was like handling shit and, you know, (laughs) that I felt like, you know, coming from a Southern background, I feel like I was a little bit more sheltered. And so you being from New York, I just feel like you had this like grown woman view of everything, (laughs) you know? And so uh, that was like a big thing to me. And and like Mm -hmm. you said, like the spontaneity and I really for me, it's always been our conversations, going back to that. I feel yeah. like you were someone that I can go, always go to advice about things, you know, our Vice first versa. right, our first experiences with certain things and just really being able to talk about it, get deep about it, you know, and really understand our feelings about everything. I feel like in, in this world, in this day and age, that is so important because I feel like a lot of us don't have that outlet to really get deep in, you know, in the, (laughs) I guess, of, 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 of like how you're feeling and, and what you're going through in life. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, and in college, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy because you're going through these first experiences, you're becoming an adult, you know, you're getting your first job and you're sharing it with someone that you're very close to. And so that builds this, this sisterhood. And I just, I feel like that is what led us to really seek out doing millionaire girls. You know, we used to talk about this and that is what has forged this relationship. And I just want other women to be able to have that same, you know, resonating feeling with someone. Right. And it's important. Yeah. You know, it it really speaks to, I think, your growth patterns, you know, and we we all have our own, you know, you're talking about the difference in culture from where we were were Mm -hmm. from, right? We're both from, you know, we both lived in America, but, you know, you're from the South, I'm from uh, the Northeast Coast. So it's just, that different way of different experiences, different way of living has helped both of us grow, right? And being comfortable enough to share those experiences. <laughs> right. 
Okay, so this is like a little cute story. But I used to think that Bray was rude because oh my goodness. <laughs> in the morning, you know, I get up and I'm like happy go lucky. Good morning. How's everyone? Blah, blah, blah. Oh. And Bray would not speak. <laughs> or, you know, she really she wouldn't do it first. I would have to pull it out of her. And so, you know, that is one of the things about being from the South versus being from the North. I would be like, oh, like, is she just mean? Because I don't understand. And then, you know, we, we had to talk about it. She's like, girl, well, I'm yeah. from people don't do that. But it, it's like a funny stuff like that. Just really understanding the differences between places. Um, so what is something that you've been through over the last couple of years that I, that you feel has really kind of forged this 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 position to really go after what you want so for starters let's talk about work right so I work in corporate America um and one of the things that I notice you know within my my first job and the people that I work with is there's there's three different types of people right there's the I work here. I love what I do. This is my industry. I want to succeed. This is me, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then there's person number two, where it's like, I'm here trying to cut this check. <laughs> um, after five o'clock, don't talk to me. Like, I'm just a worker bee. I need to provide for myself, for my family, pay these loans, whatever. Then there's person three, which is more so like, I'm here. I'm getting this done. I'm good at it. I'm getting my money, but I want something else. I want more. And right now I'm trying to figure out how to get there, but I like the stability. And for me, I'm that person three. <laughs> you know, I realize that I don't fit in with the people who are super gung-ho about the industry. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm just good at my job. Um, but I'm also not just there, you know, to make a quick buck and I could care less about what comes next. I'm that person who I'm here putting down my roots, trying while also trying to kind of navigate and figure out what I want to do. Um, and that kind of led into pursuing millennial girls more because I kind of realized like, okay, well, you're saying that you want more. You're saying that you want something else, but are you searching for pursuing that? Or are that, you yeah. pursuing it? Right. Yeah. Um, for me, that that was a big thing. And then the second thing really would just be um, looking at my past years as a whole, um, kind of surveying how I felt about my years and what I've been doing. Um, and I just kind of realized like, this wasn't it. And I guess the two tie into each other of me searching for more, yeah. um, you know, trying to get closer to who I know I am um, and creating kind of a career path that resonates with that feeling. Yeah. But, and talking about job, you know, your story about your career life, if you want to share that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, this year was a major year for me because I left my first job um, and I had interned there when I was a junior going into my senior year of college and then I got the offer. So I started immediately after I graduated from college and I was there for like two and a half years. So, um, you know, I always, I want to start the story with the fact that it 
overall, I feel like it was a good experience for me because I was really able to understand how things really work. And I gained a lot of great experience. I will say that. Um, But at the same time, I think the major thing that I learned from my previous job was that as a minority and especially as a black woman, you know, where you kind of have that double negative aspect, if you will, in society. Um, Sometimes you will work very, very hard, but you won't always get the recognition for it or the appreciation for it. Um, And, you know, you'll have to deal with different microaggressions and things of that nature. And, you know, it's one thing to kind of understand that concept conceptually, when you are, you know, in school or whatever, but it's another thing to like actually go through it, right. To live it. Um, you know, and I consider myself a very, like, you know, I love to meet new people. I love to talk to people. I love to, you know, try different things and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, during my time there, certain things about myself were changing because I feel like I was stressed out about the situation. So to give you more details, ladies, um, (laughs) certain things like, you know, I walk into the room or the building and, you know, I speak and no one says anything back, you know, you know, so just things like that. Or um, I'm doing all of this work. And then I'm asked to do more work because I've done great work. And then when my performance uh, talks come up, I get a good review, but I don't get the the extra the extra stuff. I don't get the differentiators that will push you over to the next level. Um, and just different like microaggressions, different jokes, and things being said to you that are totally inappropriate. And th- let me say that a lot of these things weren't happening from peers who were actually like in my same age group. They were coming from like the senior associates or like the oh. managers, which was very weird to me. That's because, even more. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like you know, why is that happening? Because a lot yeah. of a lot of my peers I had interned with. So I mean, these were like okay. friends of mine. So I have nothing you know to say about that. But, like, people, you know, older generation people would be saying these things. And I feel like that type of that type of environment is from the top down. So while my peers and myself were fine at that point, I feel like over time that becomes the culture and you just kind of get enwrapped in it. And, you know, it just becomes everyday life. And so yep. my thing was, you know, at a certain point, you know, you I want to go places, but at a certain, I'm not going to let it take me away from who I am. And that is really what I had to come to at this year, you know. That's really what I had to stand by. And and also, you know, like Bray was saying, I'm one of those people who I was the third person in her scenario. You know, I care about the job. I want to make my mark. I want to do well. But at the same time, I need more. You know, I've always... Right want it more I'm I don't know I just can't I can't see myself <laughs> being you know just working up the ladder and stuff and I think mm-hmm. that if that's for you that's fine I mean I'm not right that. but for me I've always wanted more than that and so it came to the point of okay well you say you want more than that you say that you aren't happy in this situation what are you mm-hmm. gonna do about it you know and 
during this time, we had already started Millennial Girls. And so sometimes I felt like I was kind of in this imposter zone because here I am trying to, you know, bring confidence out of other people and I'm further allowing myself to be put in this zone of no confidence, you know? So I had to really stand by what I was saying um, to other people. And that's the hardest thing to be able to look at yourself and say, okay, hey, what are you doing here? Let's right. make a decision, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I will say, ladies, that I'm in a much happier pace now. I'm really mm-hmm. liking what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. me and Bray are really going hard at this at this point. So we're putting yeah. out more content. We're, we're much more consistent with Millennial Girls. And I think it's really showing. And we're really happy and proud about that. Yeah. I, there's this... Um, this one quote um, that I had found and I posted and it always, it's become something that I think I turn to every day in everything that I do is it says, get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the light I'm trying to create? And that question fuels me every single day everything that I do, every time I'm in a tough situation where I'm like, this is how I feel about this, whether I'm mad, sad, whatever, that's something that I try to ask myself because that can be applied to relationships, friendships, family situations, your current career, you know, um, taking a leap and maybe doing something that you've been kind of putting on the back burner, approaching your goals, Everything that you do, that question, does this support the life I'm trying to create, is very important because just like, you know, you were able to assess, okay, well, this is how this job is making me feel, right? You could have just been like, well, I'll just stay here and, you know, I'll figure it out or, you know, you could have done that. Or you could have asked yourself, you know, you know what your aspirations are and you know that you dreamt bigger than what that situation was. And because that situation was something that made you feel outside of yourself, it's like that question is there. Does this support life I'm trying to create? You know, is this who I want to be? Right. Whether it's one day from now, whether it's one year from now, whether it's 10 years from now you know, always putting that thought in your head, because I think that'll make it easier to take that leap of faith or remove those toxic people from your life or um, get involved with things that really matter, i.e. millennial girls. (laughs) And I love that quote that, you know, you just said, that's Mm -hmm. so resonating on so many different levels, because like you said, it applies to all aspects of life, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, a personal of mine is just be intoxicating. Um, surround yourself with those who are a joy to you and allow that joy to nourish you. Always make the effort to find a language for the untouched spaces of every soul you meet because this is the recipe for blissful intoxication. And I got that from Jada Pinkett Smith. Anybody who knows me knows that I am obsessed with Jada Pinkett. I love her. I've always loved her. Um, She is someone that I feel like really, she really knows how to touch another person. Um, She's very deep, very intellectual, just an overall queen. I love her. Um, But anyway, so that quote really resonates with me because I think that it's easy to get wrapped up sometimes in everything that you want 
and not how your energy affects another person. But one thing is, is that if you ever want to get anywhere in life, it's about how you influence the other people around you, what you bring to the other people around you. If your goal is to be something, always be intoxicating to other people. Um, because you don't get anywhere in the world by being totally selfish, you know? So preach. (laughs) That is something that, you know, I feel like really resonates with me. And then whenever I'm trying, whenever I meet a person, I feel like there's always something to learn. And that's how you become smart. That's, that's how you become intelligent and understanding. And, um, I don't want to say an old soul, but you know, <laughs> they understand that there's always some something to learn. And that's something that my mother and my grandmother taught to me. So whoever I meet, it's like, I want to know you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Now with millennial girls, you know, we're, we're we are going to share a lot of amazing stories um, from women who took a leap into the entrepreneurial life um you know women who are out here doing the damn thing <laughs> as we mentioned earlier you know as plain and simple as that um but with success with all of this motivation you know there does come a time when you do have to address the things that you think are holding you back right and i say that you think are holding you back because yeah. you are always in control of those things um, so with that being said, Shay, what is something, you know, what is one fear that you may have, whether it's about a goal, your life trajectory, what is something that, you know, at the end of this journey, uh, you hope to accomplish? I am, there's no one that's more hard on me than me. Okay. Mm. So I am very hard on myself and I always feel like things need to be perfect before I actually pursue it or I need okay. to be perfect, quote unquote, before I actually, <laughs> before I actually okay. pursue something. So I, you know, some people that I see, you know, either whether it's on social media or in real life or whatever, they just go after everything without anything being in place, you know, or without looking perfect or without this. And I'm like, I'm always so, (laughs) I don't know. I'm like so envious of just being able to do that because I feel like I need everything to be wrapped in a bow, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my biggest Mm -hmm. thing is to conquer that fear, to conquer my fear of not being perfect because technically there is no, there's no right you know and (laughs) the things that I think make me um I guess not worthy are not even things that people would even recognize if I never say anything about it you know what I'm saying (laughs) that's usually how it is (laughs) you know it's like no one is even thinking about that so why why is that in your head and so I think my my goal is just to conquer that aspect of things period and you know my mindset about that and it's something that Mm -hmm. I have been actively working on and working through I'm still doing I'm saying now that I'm doing things afraid I'm doing things knowing that everything and I've seen it so right yeah so (laughs) this Halloween for example (laughs) but (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a story for another time. Right, right, right. But, you know, that is my major thing. What about you? What is something for you that you need to conquer fear? You know, I have this fear of, I have a lot of fears, fear of plateauing. Okay. Um, I think that I love the familiar. I love being in situations where I feel like I have control because I've been here before. Um, and that is something that also scares me because that, com- I wouldn't call it complacent, but honestly, you know, if you're comfortable with being in that same spot all your life, that's, yeah, that is complacent. Um, you know, that scares me because I have so many ideas, um, you know, and I feel like I might let those ideas go to waste or, you know, I have certain people in my life that I feel like sometimes are there just because of the history and (laughs) okay. So, you know, just, there's a lot of things about my life where I feel like I could move on, you know, but I'm just, it's where it is. And that scares me that I'll look back 10 years from now and I won't be able to notice what changes. You know, when people did the 10-year challenge, um, it was mostly about the outer appearance, right? right? This is what I looked like 10 years ago, yada, yada, blah, blah. And, you know, I didn't participate, not because, you know, I'm totally against it or, you know, part of it had to do with, I don't feel like looking for a picture 10 years ago. Right. First things. <laughs> but second thing, you know, I had found this uh, post and it was about the 10-year challenge and, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it, but it was like, imagine doing the 10-year challenge and looking back, you know, you haven't learned anything new. You haven't gained any new experiences, new relationships. Imagine doing a 10-year challenge and realizing your mindset, where you are mentally, is exactly where it was 10 years ago. And that quote, it blew my mind (laughs) because I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of 10 years from now looking back at Bray and being like, Oh, like that's still the same. That's still the same. Still same, Bray Ray. Girl, like, <laughs> no. Every, yeah. so, you know, thinking about that, I'm like, every year needs to be a year of growth for me. Um, and that's hard because it can be scary, you know, chasing your dreams and making those, making that chase public, yeah. you know, letting other people see that, um, you know, turning my ideas from just thoughts and maybe I'll write it in my notes to, pursuing them um that's going to be a big challenge for me because I'm a big comfort zone person um and you know sometimes you know I have those thoughts of like damn maybe I'll try that next month yeah (laughs) but next month turns next year and like I said you'll be doing 10 I'll be doing a 10-year challenge like oh crap (laughs) I'm still hoping to accomplish this I look better but my set's still the same yeah girl that to me that's not an accomplishment at all yeah <laughs> you know appearance is one of the easier things to change yeah um, but your mindset that mentality it comes from experiencing life interacting with other people um you know feeding yourself a positive you know thoughts and um and you know, valuable like content yes mm-hmm. yeah just growing period mm-hmm. growth 
And and ladies, you know, we all know that growth is not always this thing that is super enjoyable. Actually, it hurts <laughs> most of the time. Most cases, yes. But when you come out, you know, you're, you're like a beautiful butterfly. My word for this year is phoenix, you know, okay. because I feel like over the last couple years some things have burned to the ground and like I had to rebirth myself out of that and I felt like as a woman death and rebirth in the figurative sense is something that we're constantly going through you know because we grow we become mothers you know we become grandmothers you know it's just stages stages of life and so Mm -hmm. I think being able to rebirth yourself after times of hardship and growth is the most beautiful thing that a woman can do and I'm just excited to hopefully help (laughs) with rebirthing yourself yes phoenix we should get that tattooed I like that oh I am I'm getting the tat oh so we're gonna do that (laughs) I'm getting it I'm getting okay we'll we'll take this yes we'll take it offline but oh my god okay Okay. So with all of that being said, you know, with those fears, um, I want this journey of millennial girls. I want you guys as listeners to think about what you think is holding you back. Um, the things that you hope to conquer over the next few years. I want you to write that down, acknowledge it, right? Share it with your friends, Hell, share it with us, share it with the Millennial Girl community. And I want this journey to be something that can help all of us get to that end goal of conquering our fears. <laughs> Ladies, it's all about conquering our fears and getting to that next level, even if we aren't ready. When, doing it when you're not ready is oftentimes the best way to do it. So with that being said, this is our wrap up of the About Me segment. <laughs> We're so excited to have you ladies along for this journey. Please like, subscribe, Mm -hmm. and download. We will be back at you with another episode soon. Bye, ladies. The Little Girl Way. Bye. (laughs)